everybody. It's your host, Sam Fisher, with an episode of The Unknown Pro. Today, I have my very special friend, Hannah Flippin, here with me. What's up, Flip? Not much, Samu. Happy to be here. Yay, I'm so glad. Also, I I have this kind of like written down in my questions that I wanted to ask, but like I said it already, I called you Flip. Is that a nickname that you love or is that something that has grown on you because of your last name? It's, um, I love it. I think it's like cool, like... Yeah, my last name's Flippin'. You could call me Flip. I think it's cool. Um, but nobody called me Flip until after college. What? Um, I went to the University of Utah, and my coach was like, we're not going to call you Flip here. Flip is used as a bad word in Utah. They'll say, like, what the flip? And so it's like a cuss word in Utah. So, oh um, yeah, so everybody's calling me the F word, according to the Utah Utahns. No, but I love it. I think it's really cool, and I'm happy to have that nickname. Okay, that is the greatest nickname story <laughs> I think I've ever heard. Yeah, so in college, people would call me Hands or Nans or Nanners. <laughs> Shout out to Shelby Pacheco for the Nanners. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. That the, is... huh, the H sound is just too hard, so they change it to so. an N. Yeah, I guess so. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And also that's so that that's so cute of Utah that flip is like a bad word. Right? It's just so cute. cute. I'm so glad so. that I asked. I've actually wondered that cuz there I'll I like, you know, go back and forth, call you Hannah, call you Flip and I'm like, I wonder I wonder how she really feels about it. So Yeah. That's uh cuz some people You have to ask Anissa what she calls me because she, yeah, Anissa knows me as both now. Like she oh knows God, me as right. Hannah at Utah and Flip in my professional world. So I don't even know what I think she calls me Hannah. Well, but fine, yeah, interesting to hear both sides. Yeah, seriously, because I know I know for me personally, there's some people who can get away with calling me Sammy, but there's mm-hmm. but there's like four people. Sammy. I know. See, it doesn't work. <laughs> but there's a few people where when they see when they see me and they say, "Oh, Sammy," and I'm like, "Yes, this is normal." But if if like, but if I know, said it, it's not if, normal. If, if you said, "Hey, Sammy," I'd be like, "Uh, Fagan, I don't understand who you're talking to." <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yeah, you're absolutely not talking to me, Nanners. All right. <laughs> I can't wait for you to start calling me Nanners. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to try to think of something that's like my own version of Hannah Flippin. So stay tuned, folks. Okay. All right. Can't wait. Um. So before we get started into you know maybe more of the juicy questions other than your name, um, I'd like to give people just a good bio and so that they know just how spectacular you are thus far in your life. Is that cool with you? That's all right. Okay, sit tight. Seatbelts on. You graduated from University of Utah in 2017. Flip, yeah. Um, (laughs) You are the all-time leader in runs, hits, and batting average, aka like the most important, you know, categories offensively. (laughs) In uh, your career there, you are a three-time All-American, which you're the first three-time All-American in Ute history, as well as you were four-time All-Pac-12 team and that's also the first time in program history so you're just over there like I'm just going to do everything that hasn't (laughs) been done before um two-time academic all-american which not only is your game big but your brain's big as well and uh you were two-time Pac-12 player of the year in back-to-back seasons your junior and senior year and also as a senior you were the defensive player of the year for the Pac-12 and that I mean flash that leather my friend (laughs) that that's some stuff I remember Side note from the bio, I remember when they announced you as player of the year, your junior year, because I'm obviously obsessed with softball. And I was so excited because it was somebody, sorry for those listening. Um, it was somebody that wasn't from UCLA. And I was just, uh-huh. you know, and then the next year I was like, she did, doggone it, she did it again. 
she done did it again. But I had no, in 2017, I knew who you were. So that was, mm-hmm. I felt like that was more special the year before. And I had a bonus. Yeah, I was just a fan before. Um, so anyway, back to, back to you. Um, in 2017, you were drafted to Scrapyard where you guys won the, the whole thing. Um, yes. You played there 2017, 2018, and then you went and played with the Bandits in the MPF in 2019, where I believe you were all MPF um, yes. when you, yeah, you sure were. And then with you, USA, America, God bless, uh, 2016, where we met on the elite team. <laughs> and then from there, you played 2017, 2018, and now 2020 Olympic team casual. And you played this last season with Athletes Unlimited in their inaugural season. So, wow. Uh, really got some uh, peppered experience in the softball totally. world. That was wild, totally. man. The, was Utah your school that you wanted to go to or did it just happen upon you? Um, it wasn't my dream school, uh, but it became my dream school once I, I got there. Uh, my dream school was San Diego State University. I'm from San Diego. Got I was it. like, I'm going here. I want to be in my backyard. I want my mom and dad to come to all of my games. Yeah. And um, I went and visited there and liked it, but still kept my options open and ended up taking a visit to Utah. And I was like, holy smokes. I was like, this is it. Like yeah. right when I got on campus, like I had the biggest smile on my face and it literally was like such a magical weekend. Um, <laughs> fell in love with the coaching staff. Yeah. Um, the softball field was brand new, huge plus. Love that. Um, they were in the Pac-12, which is super competitive um, league. And they also traveled to the West a lot. Um, and that's important for me. I wanted to be close enough to my family yeah. to where they can come see me and come visit and play competitively. So it was turned out to be like the all around best choice for me. And I would do it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So <laughs> I love that. That's so, and I mean, how far of a drive is it from you, from your house in San Diego or your parents' house to University of Utah? It's 12 hours. So okay, that's yucky, Vegas but is not- like, Vegas is the halfway point though. So like, if you're going to go, like you stop in Vegas, you gamble a little bit, bit. just keep going. Yeah. There are a lot farther schools than that. Totally. Like at least it's within a day of driving if you want to do it. Right. Right. Especially if your parents split it up. It's not, yeah. Totally. No big deal. Wow. That's you sleep. I'll drive. Yeah, exactly. That's a partnership right there. (laughs) That's, that's so cool. I love hearing that. Cause I, I honest to God feel the same way about my experience was that LMU was not my dream school. I stepped foot on the campus. It became my dream school. So mm-hmm. that, I think that that's, especially because you went and visited San Diego state and you thought yeah. this was my dream school. Like you could have said yes. Cause you're, you know, you're dreaming of it. You're planning for it. And then you visit it and you're like, okay, this is, should be where I should go. But yeah, yeah. it was just like that. Didn't, it didn't hug me. It didn't, grab a hold of me like but something about Utah just really got me and I was like it was one of those like you just know it when you feel it kind of moments absolutely I felt it and I was like this is it we're doing it and I was like I've I've never lived in the cold I've never lived in the snow and we're gonna do it and now (laughs) I kind of forgot about that aspect of it yeah I I was visiting but that's I'm still there too when did you visit did you visit in a cold time or did you visit in a warm time I visited in September. So it was like beautiful Perfect. fall leaves are changing. And <laughs> I was like, this is cool. Like I'm used to California where it's like green trees all year long and 70, 70 degree weather. And right. it was like cool colors and cool <laughs> atmosphere. And it's like, this is all right, let's do it. Yeah. And then I it guess. got cold. Then I was like, oh, like, wait this happens. This doesn't happen. I don't California. know what this is. Yeah. What's where's the, the ocean? stuff falling from the sky? Exactly. <laughs> And, and like surrounded by these, 
yeah, surrounded by huge mountains. Like you can't even see anything other than mountains when you go to Utah, which like I've learned to love and yeah, yeah, I still live there and I still love it. And I don't know if I'll ever move anywhere else. That's great. And now you're, you're a real mountaineer now. I mean, like seeing you in the mountains, it makes a lot of sense, but you know, I just to, make sense there. Just you do. There. I mean, to be fair, I've never seen you at the beach, so I don't know, <laughs> know the vibe of that. Well, but. That's because I'm not a huge beach person anyways. Like I like being in California because it's warm, but I'm not a huge like sand in the toes and giant ocean that who knows what's in there. It's not my cup of tea. No I'd rather have two feet on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? You're not really allowed to say that when you're from Southern California, that you don't love the beach, but like the sand just gets in all your stuff for like yeah, months. I can't for months. <laughs> You know, and all of a sudden you're like, why is my car still sandy? I went to the beach three months ago and totally. you, you can't totally. get away from it. So I'm so, so happy to hear that. It makes me feel like, like connected because like when you I, can be accepted. Yes. When I say I don't love the beach, everyone's like, oh my God, what? Malibu, you know? And I'm like, I, Malibu. like I can't, the, the current in the ocean get, makes me nauseous sometimes, you know, but it is what it is. And you're just going to get sucked out into the middle of the ocean and yeah no thanks I'll stick to the mountains <laughs> well that that that's a real I think that that's a really cool um story of how you got there and mm -hmm. how you're still so in love with it because well I mean just just glancing at what you did in your career softball wise that's just the highlights but I'm sure the other parts of your four years were even just as incredible but did totally did you know anybody going into school or did or was it just like everybody's new everybody's a stranger it was mostly everybody's new everybody's a stranger it was the experience where it's like I've played against like Anissa and um who else Anissa and Bella and Bridget mm -hmm. I played against the kids that were in my same class and Sammy I played against them but it was it was just that and even after we all committed, it was still just that. Like we never connected. We never wow. became friends until we got there. And then we all lived together and it was like, <laughs> all right. And right it actually seemed, it worked out great. Like it was me, Sammy, Anissa and Bridget in a dorm room and never met them before, but we did it. And we're all still good friends now. Like that's it worked great. out great and I'm happy about it. It's scary not knowing anybody, but yeah. I feel like that's kind of what college is and what college is for is to go somewhere where you don't know anybody and you just kind of figure it out. Absolutely. And then it makes it easier to go places that you don't know anybody in the future, you know, like a USA tryout camp or something like those along those lines where you're yeah. like, I don't know. It's a little here. more intimidating there, but same idea, same idea. <laughs> you get, you get a little taste of it when you go to college and then it just like <laughs> USA tryouts. Like, yeah. But and that's then, the other cool thing about the USA tryout is like, uh, playing in the Pac-12 and playing travel yeah. ball in California like you play against all of these people and then you're at a tryout um, wow. playing with playing against meeting them getting to know them as just as more than just um, an opponent on the field so all of those experiences I'm super grateful for and yeah uh, look at us here look at us now at a, on a USA team and now we're good buddies yeah oh stop it can't get <laughs> emotional on this podcast okay um speaking of USA was that was that like a dream or did that ha like happen? Um, a little bit of both. Cool. So my mom played on the USA team. She I couldn't sure even did. tell you what years. I couldn't even tell you what years, but I do know that um, 
the Olympic year was coming up and she ended up getting pregnant with me. Hannah. So I kind of ruined my mom's plans. And so now it's like my destiny to make it to the Olympics and to That's do all the things. Amazing. And, um, she's living through me, um, through it all, but I am like so happy with it. I wouldn't want it any other way. Obviously I'd want my mom to be an Olympic, uh, gold medalist and all of those right. things. But, um, and the reason why I say I kind of happened upon it is because in 2016, I didn't even get invited to the tryout. Right. I joined the team right before the summer happened mm -hmm. because I had a great junior year and coach Berg. I mean, this is a story that I've been told is that coach Berg, uh, was kind of like this kid needs to be on the USA team and she was part of that staff and part of the mm -hmm. whole program and so she kind of helped me get on the team that year and that's kind of what opened the door um, yeah. and showed me what the dream is and what I yeah. didn't know yet so very thankful that she saw something in me and knew that I needed where I needed to be and helped me get there and because yeah. now I'm really living the dream heck yeah oh my god shout out to Bergie man what shout out to Bergie true Totally. I, remember, I remember that because you weren't at the tryout and, mm -hmm. and then they announced later, like before we went to training camp, the, the later additions to that team. And yeah, she is Hannah Flippin. And there was. I mean, I, I feel the same one. Like I said, I was already kind of a fan before we met and then we met and it just, I feel like I was just like a fan in general. And now I'm just like happy that we're friends because you, I feel like have been the same person the day that I met you to now in a positive way, not in a way of like, you haven't grown or learned, or anything, <laughs> but in the way of, of like, you're so even keeled. You're so like, okay. You know what I mean? Well, thanks. That means a lot to me. I really take pride in being like an even keeled kind of girl and, um, just pride myself on not being any different, dependent on who I'm around. I want to be myself and I want to be comfortable and I don't want to try and be something I'm different because then I'll probably forget to not be that person the next time I go around them. So <laughs> just be myself and it makes it easier on me and you. Yeah. There's so much to keep track of. You're like, okay, what's my personality when I hang out with Sam? Exactly. Okay. But it's, but it's not the same as the chitty personality. So I have to make totally. sure to keep those. <laughs> that does sound like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So, but yeah. I appreciate that. And hey. that you see that in me. Absolutely. And, and that's, I think what, like what drew me to, number one on the field, you're that way. So, it, you know, watching you play, I was a fan because I just, I love the way that you play where you're just like, mm -hmm. I'm here to get a job done. And like, I'm excited when my team does well kind of thing, but never like slump shoulders. Never. You can never tell if you were having the worst game of your life or the best game of your life. It was, you're always just out there. And I think that that's really cool. I always, I, you know, I had coaches when I was younger to say that nobody should be, nobody should be able to tell if you're up by 10 or down by 10. And mm -hmm. if you've hit three home runs or if you've had three strikeouts, like nobody should be able to know. And I think that you embody that very well. And I admire that about you. And I think that that's one of the things that really, number one, made me a fan of you as a softball player, but like as a person too, you've been, I mean, especially this year, I mean, crap, we've, been, we've hung out more this year than I know, then all friends. of our years combined. Like, Flip, you're here again? Sam, you're here again? All right, I guess we're hanging out again. <laughs> Let's hang out. Let's do it. But no, I really do take pride in that, specifically in my softball game. Uh, yeah. I do live the nobody should know if you're over three or three for three, because at the end of the day, like what you did your last at bat doesn't matter for your next at bat. And it doesn't yeah. matter to the team. And if you do wear those things, wear those emotions, then 
um, the other team can take advantage of that and yeah. stuff like that. And also I want to be the best teammate that I can be. And if I'm worried about myself, then I can't do that for my teammates. So yeah. um, I do take pride in just being the same, the best, the competitive, like just always having that edge that nobody's yeah. going to beat me. Or if you beat me last time, you're not going to beat me this time. Yeah. And I think it's been huge for my game. And I hope that all the young kids are learning that early and yeah learning that before they get to college because when you get to college it gets gets even tougher oh yeah did would you say that you had that mentality from a young age or did you learn it more in college there we go <laughs> no um I like hate to admit this but I was the kid that cried um no. whenever I got out whenever I got out wow. I cried in the dugout until I was like 12 years old I was I say 22 years old <laughs> until I was about 12 um, but it, it's like the good and bad like I just cared so much and wanted to totally. be so good that I couldn't control my emotions and I didn't know how to um, but then I learned that like maybe crying isn't the coolest way to express that emotion um, and so I learned that if I had a bad at bat or uh, made an error or whatever, then I would have to turn outwards to my teammates and be like, here we go, Sam, like you got this, you're going to do it better than I did it. And then my next at bat, I'll do it better than you did it. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. I learned that crying in the corner of the dugout and throwing my helmet was not the way to make my teammates better. And it just made my mom a little bit more angry and probably <laughs> a little embarrassed too. So I, I tried to quit that as soon as I can. Um, turns out I was about 12 years old when I, when that all happened. <laughs> That is amazing. And thank you for admitting that. I mean, because, because there, you know, I've played with people in their twenties who throw their helmet, like that, some of that stuff doesn't go away, but I agree with you with what you said about good and bad, where you're like, you, you're feeling all these things, you're feeling passionate and you're feeling disappointed that you didn't succeed. And those are good things. You don't want to be mm -hmm. satisfied with failing, even when you're nine, you know? Yeah. So you're showing the good things, but then realizing that crying maybe isn't going to be what helps you get better. It's going to kind of take away from it. <laughs> totally takes away from it for sure. And it's not to say that I don't like get upset and, and disappointed right. now when I fail, but it's just that I've learned how to do it better, how to fail better, how to mm. fail and use my emotions for better. But right. I still get pissed off and of course have all of those emotions and just channel them to Sam who's up to bat now and push all my energy and all the vibes towards Sam to do it better use my anger use my anger for good yes well it's all about channeling it that's I mean that's how I feel at least I'm not an expert yeah. of course but channeling <laughs> channeling what you can in order to use it for use it for good and use it to help yeah. your teammates use it to help yourself you know there's there's times I can think about when I was younger and my dad would just say something to piss me off because he knew I needed to chant. I needed to like use that anger and I'd go out and I'd get a good hit and he'd be snickering in the dugout. I'm like, dad, <laughs> what was that trick? He's like, I knew you needed to be angry. Like, no. Meanwhile, my mom in therapy. Go ahead. Totally. Meanwhile, my mom says, would say one thing and I'd be like, no, I <laughs> And then I'd just sit on the bench and be like, I'm not going out there. <laughs> so she had to definitely like say like, Hannah, like you could do it. But that. then I'd come back in the dugout and she'd be like, why'd you hit a ground ball? I'd be, I'd be the kid like, you think I'm trying to hit a ground ball, mom? I'm not <laughs> trying to do that. But we've definitely, me and my mom, we've been through it all, but we've got to a good place. And uh, it's been really good. It's been really fun to experience all of this 
um with her by my side and our relationship has gotten better but definitely not a good therapy relationship but a good softball one when you say it out loud to somebody who doesn't know you're like wow that sounds like that sounds not good but it sure was the the best thing that I needed or whatever you know I mean look at us now look at us now now. playing pro super mentally healthy (laughs) (laughs) that's always a funny joke but (laughs) um you know but I I think that what's cool about you is that you were someone this last season that I actually sought out to make me feel better about things with, if I was feeling down about something. And I think that everything that you just talked about, about trying to channel into your teammates kind of came across off the field too. Cause I don't, I, if I'm feeling down about something, I, I talk to my dad or, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll talk to Chitty about it, even when she's super positive, but I felt comfortable enough to be like flip I need you to give it to me straight what's the deal like why do I feel like this what am I doing what am I not seeing and you said it you gave it to me straight and I think that that is I even have a hard time with that when somebody wants to know something and I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings but you know I do you you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah, totally. So, but in the instance, like you're coming to me because like something clearly is off or wasn't working. And so it's like, you need to know directly, like how to do it better and how to fix it. If I lie to you and say like, Sam, it's fine. Or like they're wrong or um, you should be doing this. Like then that, what does that help you? It doesn't help you at all. Right. So I've learned that even though it's hard to say things directly and um, say things straight up, it's going to yeah. be better in the end for both of us. Like right. you're going to trust me more to come to me because you know that I'm going to give you the truth right. and you're going to grow from hopefully whatever I say, because hopefully whatever I say is accurate and yeah. um, represents the situation well. So hopefully we both grow from the situation by telling the truth to each other. Right. Um, and also like, that's something that I would want from you. I wouldn't want you to lie to me and um, just pat right. my back and say, it's okay. And when it's not okay or anything like that. And I think that's a life thing too. Like if our relationship is at odds, like I'd want you to say like, flip, you're being really mean to me and I don't (laughs) appreciate it because it makes me feel this way, this way, this way. And so it's like, Sam, the way that you carry yourself on the field really bothers me. And I think that if you talk to me at shortstop a little bit more, then we'll be better or whatever it is. But if I never express how I feel and you never express how you feel, or if bottom line if we don't tell the truth to each other that it doesn't make you better it doesn't make me better right but it totally is a hard thing to do yeah. because it's like you don't know how the other person's going to receive it right so I do think we've gotten to know each other a little bit where I know your intentions and you know mine and yeah. so we can have those conversations but at the end of the day like I just wanted you to be better and yeah. um get better and grow and be a better player than you were yesterday and so mm-hmm. I'm going to say things that I think might be true. And I hope you yeah. do the same to me because you want me to be better. Absolutely. And and if we both so get full better, circle, it is because if we both get better, then our team gets better. And who doesn't, totally. who doesn't want to win some of them points? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I want to win all the points. Those freaking points. That's a whole other story. Talk about, I think there was one weekend where in, in three games, I think I had 60 points total. I was like, okay, let, let's go to the next week. Let's just move on. You guys forget about and it. And let's, move on to the next topic keep going anyway anyway so yeah I think that I think that's such a that's such a really just a cool way of approaching the game and approaching your teammates but like you said it's it's life too like 
there were things you told me things that you saw and that you made me feel really good about about myself and you made me feel it wasn't like sam you're terrible at this get better it was you're here and you can get here what's wrong with hearing that you can get better Mm -hmm. so that's a really cool way to approach i think everything and that actually very easily transitions into my next question for you is that (laughs) how how did you become the player that you are like did did i i wrote finesse down because you're you're someone so fun to watch because the ball just gets from your glove into your hand just fast (laughs) and so easily and and you throw in all these different positions and you're just like here you go first baseman or second baseman or whoever Uh whoever was that something that was natural and you worked on it to like improve or did you have no finesse and developed it or like I just want to know I gotta know good question um well I will attribute some of it to my parents because they have athletic ability. Obviously, it takes a little bit of that. Right. But also, I had three. I have three brothers. Not had. They're all still here. <laughs> I have three brothers. Yeah. Um, two of them are younger. One of them's older. And we have this big wall in our front yard. And we play butts up. Oh, my you God. You know what that game is? Of course I do. You throw it against the wall. You have to field it cleanly. You throw it against the wall. The next person fields it. And if you make an error, you got to go run and touch the wall or they – or your, the other you, people right? can hit you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you want to be quick about it. Like you want to be as fast as you can and accurately as you can. And so mm-hmm. I grew up playing that game in my front yard from when I could start walking, basically. Right. right. Um, walking and throwing a ball. And so it was constantly playing the game, even in a non-traditional way, like playing butts up or playing pickle, um, uh, you know, where you run in between yeah. and try and be safe at one of the bases. Um, we played that in the house like we yeah it's not good we broke a (laughs) lot of things um we played we called it mini baseball you know like the little wood bats yes um we would play with a little wood bat and a little golf ball wiffle ball in the house also not the best idea but great I think it's those unconventional things that I did with my brothers that kind of developed my skills early um, and then just watching the game. Um, and it wasn't always softball. I watched a lot of baseball growing up because mm-hmm. I had three brothers and we were at the baseball field and it was on TV. So I watched baseball all the time and just seeing what they do and how they do it. And then trying to mimic all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think imitation is a lot of the way we can learn the game and get better at the game is like yeah. by watching other people. When I do lessons and uh, clinics and stuff like that, I tell the girls, go find a softball player that you love. Like, go find a swing of Sam Fisher and try and replicate it or go find a swing of Amanda Chester and try and do what she does. Cause you know, there's kids that come in and they do some funky things and it's like, where'd you learn this? Like you must've seen somebody do this. Right. Um, and so it's like finding people that look like you or swing like you and watching video of them, watching video of good players do it mm-hmm. and trying to imitate that. So I found video, I would watch videos of, um Khalil Green was the San Diego Padre shortstop growing up and I thought he was the coolest guy ever like he had this long blonde hair but he just played defense so great and I was like I want to be I was like I want to be Khalil Green I want to be the shortstop for the Padres (laughs) obviously that was before you could say I want to be Delaney Spaulding the shortstop on the USA team because now it's in front of us a little bit more um so just by watching other people professionally do it and then doing unconventional things with my brothers um I think is a big attribute to how I got to where I am today 
I love that. Well, wow, that was such a fun story. I was sitting here like, you know how like the emoji with the heart eyes. That's how I kind of felt listening to that. Just, you know, because <laughs> it's true. Number yeah. one, you touched on a really, really good thing that I was going to say is that you grew up wanting to be this shortstop for the Padres. Mm-hmm. And now we're giving, you know, these kids have the opportunity to want to be Hannah Flippin, who, who plays, yeah. you know, wherever you're playing. And I think that that part, <laughs> that part, it made me get a little, you know, like a little emotional because you're like, this is. I grew, I'm not gonna lie. I grew up wanting to be Derek Jeter, you know. Like, also, who else didn't? But um, who else didn't? Yeah. I still want to be Derek Jeter. Seriously, actually, like, I wouldn't mind. But that, <laughs> that growing that to the point where somebody can, you know, wear your jersey number because they saw you playing on TV or they saw you competing totally. for a gold medal. You know, so all, cool. That's so cool. So I love that that you touched on that that imitation. I think that is so true and I didn't I don't think I really realized it until you said it because when I was going through and really learning the swing that I have for the most part now I watched footage of Albert Pujols and I watched footage mm-hmm. of Jim Edmonds and I watched these guys hit the ball and how they use their body and I said okay I'm gonna have to try to do that with my body even though totally my legs are a little bit uh, smaller tree trunks than Albert's um it's they, a little different can, as long as they move the same way but that yeah. that's so cool because you you know you do make those plays that you see on sports center, these guys in MLB, you know, throwing off of one foot or like bare hand, you know, I'm just saying. That's the one, the on the run play. It was like the play that I wanted to make when I was like a seven-year-old. I'm like, yes. I'm going to figure out how to do it. And yeah. I would get up on the, uh, the wall in front of my house and just throw the tennis ball and try and see if I can do it and try and see if I can do it. And then go watch Derek Jeter, do it again. Go watch Khalil Green, do it again. See how they did it. Try it again. Like, yeah, I think just watching the game is so huge for uh, even us now. Like oh, yeah. I watch your swing, I watch Titty swing, I watch Anissa swing, and how they're all different but still have similarities in them. And of it's like, what does she do well that I'm not doing, or right. how does she do that? And should I be doing it that way, or should I keep doing it my way? Like, there's so right. many different ways to play the game and oh, yeah. to learn the game. And I think we should utilize all of those tools. So. For all your listeners out there, go watch some (laughs) softball and baseball. Yeah, go watch and then try to do it. And it's, and it's true because if, if you go and you, it's all, I think it's about bottom line is having an open mind and thinking Mm -hmm. I can learn something from anybody. And if I, if I try this thing that Hannah Flippin does, and it doesn't really work with what I'm doing, I don't have to do it, but I tried it. And it doesn't mold in well with what I'm doing. It works for her. It's not working for me. I'm going to see what Mm -hmm. this might do and try it and kind of piecing things together in that way, where all of a sudden you're a mold of a whole bunch of different stuff with a little, a little of your own flair, you know? Totally. Well, and have you thought about like how much your swing has changed since you were in college or even high school? Yeah. But it's not like you were like, I'm going to do something totally different today. Like, it's been little tiny changes that have happened yeah. over the course of 10 years now. And now your swing is the way it is. And it's like, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> but it's because seriously. you've always tried to adapt and change and get a little bit better and do something a little bit different. And, um, but I always think about that. Like, how did I get here? What does my swing used to look like or feel like? I'll go back and look at pictures of myself from college. And I'm like, that looks the same, but it looks different. What is this? <laughs> same but different that's perfect it's so weird like I know that's me yes that looks like me I'm wearing the same number I'm very confused but nobody else wears 52 (laughs) ever (laughs) 
every oh my god so I'm coaching a 10 under travel ball team I think that you know that and there was a girl who was number 52 on one of the teams we were playing and I wanted so badly I didn't I kind of regret it because I wanted to go and be like why do you wear that number like what is it who wears it yeah but I I chickened out because I didn't want to be like that random coach with the bucket hat on who was like why is she talking to me (laughs) with the bucket hat on yeah of course obviously well and isn't your is your number from Mark McGuire is that wrong Hannah Blimmon it is it's it, I so was, what if what if that kid said the same exact thing as you well somebody was already 25 on my team so I picked 52 I, I honestly God would cry and then ask if I could adopt the kid and be like hey can you, can you, let's just go home. Let's can you go sign my home. jersey yeah I'd be like ask the 10 year old can you send my jersey <laughs> I you know what I can imagine though would be like that story and be like well I was 25 for Mark McGuire like, who's Mark McGuire you know that kind of story would probably happen but yeah, that's, that's true. That's that, true. Was, that was nice that you remembered that. That's, it's, you know, it's funny because I've been 52 twice as long as I was ever 25, but that's still like the origin story of it. Oh my know? gosh. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's awesome. But yeah. That, perfect. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. And getting that, on the old scale. I am, I am, I am a little bit on the older, especially once this year is over. And because I turned 30 this year, next year is the year that I become into my thirties. And that's a hell of a lot different than just being 30, you know, it's like, I mean, and I must say like you and Chitty, we keep talking about Chitty. She's kind <laughs> of happens. a popular one for us, but um, like also it's inspiring. Like, cause I'm 25 right now and see you and Chitty and Monica and Kat playing well past their thirties. Um, yeah. Like, I want to do that. I think right now I want to, at least. I don't know how I feel when I'm 30, but I know that I want to play for a long time. And so it's cool to see you guys do it. And also, like, you guys hit your prime and do it. Like, (laughs) I know, like, this much compared to, like, you and Chitty know, like, this much. (laughs) Um, So I'm excited for to continue playing. So not being old isn't always a bad thing, I guess. I love that. You know, it's, it seems like the normal thing to say is like, Oh, I'm old. But like, I feel like a kid in the candy shop getting to be here, be 30, play softball. And that's it. I get to play softball, boom. Uh, And then work out, you know, every now and then, but that's, that's the life. And that, that's actually something I wanted to ask you number one for the podcast, but number two, because I don't know if we've had this conversation together is that is your goal. Like I was going to ask if that's your goal to continue playing post Olympics, because you are, you're 25. Like, yeah, I'm a youngin. You have so much to give to the game still, and you've given so much already. So do you see, you see yourself playing until you can't play anymore or? Yeah, I think so. And I think honestly, a lot more athletes should. I think we've gotten to this um, idea that your prime is your college years, right? right? But that's been because there hasn't been a substantial pro platform right. for us now the MPF's trying to grow and now we have the athletes unlimited stuff. So I do think that it's heading that way to where these college athletes will realize that maybe I should play a little bit longer. Maybe I should play into my thirties so that we can continue to grow and hit our prime. Cause we talk about like uh, me and Allie and Delaney, we're all 25 years old. Like who knows how good we'll be at 30 years old. Right. Um, So yeah, I want to keep playing for as long as I can. Um, as long as I can. And I don't want to stop playing until my body hurts and my body won't let me. Yeah. Um, my mom played for a really long time. And, um, I think that's so cool. Like having a mom play soft. Like I went to my, some of my mom's fast pitch games. She played like the women's open. It's like 19 years and older. You could go yeah. play in this league in Chula Vista. 
um so I think it's it'd be really cool to maybe be a mom one day and play softball like and just open up the opportunities for women in our sport but I absolutely will be playing after the Olympics I don't know where I don't know I mean hopefully athletes unlimited (laughs) hopefully maybe one day playing in the Japan league um back in the NPF hopefully and hopefully on the USA team I don't I think that I thankfully have a lot of opportunities and a lot of avenues um to play post-olympics and so I'm going to take advantage of all of those opportunities um without hesitation heck yeah man that's inspiring as hell I think that's it's I think it's cool because like you pointed out so clearly about have like one day maybe being a mom but also still playing ball because I think that at least when I was going through college and, and whatever, you know, thinking about the future, you think, well, I'm going to have to stop when I want to have a life or yeah. people, people saying, well, I put my real life on hold so that I can play ball where it's like, totally. wait a second, I'm 30. My real life is this, this is real life. Like, no, there's yeah. nothing on hold. This here. is your real life. For this sure. is it. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you look at it that way of you're putting it on hold where you're like, wait, you're I'm living like this is the life that I'm living this this is real life but being able to seeing now more than ever people who are married or engaged to be married or maybe have you know I there's been uh women who have come back from having babies in softball but also in other sports so it's like (laughs) wait why not why not so the dream doesn't die just because you have another dream of maybe having a family or a dog or you know totally that's so true like who's to say there's supposed to be one dream or there is only one dream like if I want to be a mom and a coach and a player like why not let's do it yeah absolutely we're gonna probably have to have kids around the same time especially with uh, Chitty just to make sure that she's kept happy um (laughs) so you know what's funny too is we'll get all that planned out yeah we'll have to we'll make we'll we'll have Anissa make a chart (laughs) (laughs) she's good at that so she man Chitty really does come up a lot really in my does. conversations. Like, come up. A- Did you? Can you hear me? Okay, good. Sorry, I think I froze a little bit. I don't um, know what you said. Say it again. I said that no. Chitty. Chitty really comes up a lot in my conversations, even even when it's super unrelated. I don't know how I'll be like talking about breakfast. I'd be like, you know what Chitty likes for breakfast? <laughs> it's so stupid. Hey, I think Chitty's favorite meal is breakfast, so it's all related. That actually is. That it. was a terrible example because that was extremely relatable to Amanda Chittister, but. <laughs> Um, I love that flip. I love that you want to play for so long. And I love that. I love that softball has gotten to a point where you can, you can see it. You can see, you can, you can see it like in your future. Totally. And that, that's yeah. amazing. That's so amazing. Well, and I, um, got into the coaching world a little bit the last couple of years and mm-hmm. realized that I also love that. Yeah. But I've learned that I can coach when I can't play softball anymore. Right. But when I can't play softball anymore, I can't play softball anymore. Right. So I think there's that aspect too. Like I do have these other dreams and aspirations in the softball world, but I think there's a time and a place a little bit for those different dreams. Not saying that you can't do it all at once, but um, I want to spend the time giving my softball career some quality time. Yeah. Um, to try and see how good I can get and see if I could be the best and right. um, put all my eggs in that basket a little bit for yeah. as long as I can. Yeah. I, I can coach. I can coach when I can barely move. Absolutely. I don't need to move much. No, have the players carry you out there. It's fine. Totally. But they carry all the equipment anyways. Exactly. It's just the same thing. And, and you're, 
like you said, you're going to be able to coach when you can't play, but when you can't play, you can't play. Like, you can't play. Yeah. I like, can play slow pitch, but you, the dream, the dream lives on. Dream's still alive. <laughs> no so one said that slow pitch softball isn't softball. Yeah, dude, it's hard. I've struck out in slow pitch before. It's like really embarrassing. <laughs> I just played for the first time like two weekends ago oh and it was hard. Like it's... I couldn't even get the ball out of the infield. No, it's, it's like, wait, how do I, what do totally. I? Oh, the ball's coming down from a different angle. Like, yeah, this is not like a changeup. It's not, I repeat, it's not like a changeup. It's not a changeup, but PSA, that's... it's not easy. <laughs> If you want a fast pitch player on your team, really, really think about it. Because everyone's like, oh, Sam, totally. you play softball. Come like, play, you, come play. I'm like, I will be bad. And then you will think of me differently. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, such high expectations. Yeah. I'm like, listen, don't put this pressure on me. We're playing for, what are we playing for? It's really scaring me. <laughs> but I, I love, I just, I love that the dream is there and that it's that it's grown so much because even I think about when I came out of college in you know 1984 and it it was <laughs> 2012 and it was it was a, a yearly thing it was mm-hmm. am I going to be able to am I going to be able to and then now even even in my career being out of college now I feel like wait okay so next year so we work for next year yeah and I I didn't feel that the first shoot five years out of college maybe mm-hmm. but um it's 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 grown just in that time yeah and somebody the other day asked me like how do you get into the professional world like how did you get drafted or mm-hmm. how does that work and I think that once I knew that the NPF was a thing I was like I'm in like that's yeah. what I want to do and so I communicated to my head coach Amy Hogue I was like I don't know what to do next, but I know that, you know, people in the world. So I told my head coach, like, I want to play professional softball. If people call you, if you have to call people, can we make it all happen? Do it. Yeah. Um, and I've heard like, even the story with Anissa, um, I think she might've reached out to scrapyard and said, Hey, I want to play. Do you guys have a spot on your team? Amazing. And they were like, yeah, come. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit um, initiative because it's not this right. huge organization where it's like we're picking so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Right. Um, I think for anybody that wants to play in the NPF and thinks that they should have a shot, can have their shot if they take initiative and go out on a limb and reach out and make some contacts with the Chicago Bandits or um, whoever right. it is. If right. you want it bad enough, I think that you can make it happen. Yeah. Um, so just because maybe you didn't get drafted doesn't mean that you can't play because um, right. they only draft so many every year, whatever right. that means. But it doesn't mean that just because you didn't get drafted doesn't mean that you can't still play professional. So right. I think it just takes a little bit of um, putting yourself out there to get, get on the yeah. team. A little gusto. And that's, I think with anything too, like, like that, having that initiative, I think is huge to achieving anything, whether it's, mm-hmm. Like, like my, you know, my goal, I can only speak on, on my own experience, right? But, but my goal, I wanted to be a collegiate All-American. And so I had to do the things and take the initiative to go towards that goal. And if I want to play pro, like you said, hey, coach, like, I, this is what I, I want. How do we make it happen? What do I have to do? What can you do? What can, you know, mm-hmm. like all those things. How can I go and make this happen instead of like, I just want this to happen. We'll see. Yeah. What happens. I hope it just falls in my lap. It's honestly kind of like getting recruited for college. Like totally. you have to 
say what you're interested in and figure out how to get there and how to be in front of that person's face or be on that person's phone 24 seven. Like you have to definitely put in the work to get what you want. You can't just wait for it to fall into your lap. Right. Exactly. Man, that I'm like fired up. I'm trying to think, okay, what do I want? How can I go get it? Like (laughs) number one, it's lunch. And number two, go to the fridge. (laughs) I was going to say number three would be to find a new book or something. Oh yeah. I'm just going to cross over here to my library and check it out. But that's, I, I, I think that's, that's so cool. And it reminds me of me. I, um, my senior year of college was coming, you know, it was like April ish. So it's coming to an end. My mom came to visit because she wanted to bring me some bins so that I could start packing my stuff, <laughs> my dorm. And I had a mental breakdown in target because I was like snot crying. Cause I was like, I don't want to stop playing softball. You know, uh-huh. like LMU didn't go to regionals. We weren't, you know, we weren't somebody that it wasn't something that like had a, a tradition of making all Americans and getting girls drafted or peeing on the USA. So I remember being like, I don't know what to do, mom. And my mom, unlike your mom, knows zero about sports. So (laughs) she was like, you know, sweetie, like maybe there's something that you can, I don't know. And I'm like, snot crying. And I went back to my dorm and I emailed MPF coaches and I said, Hey, do you have like tryouts or something? Perfect. What are, you know? And then I, I kid you, I flip you not flip that the next week I got the invite for team USA. And I just, I just awesome. that timing, I just feel like, because I was like, number one, I know I don't want to stop. Number two, I'm going to try to do what it takes to get to the next level, to get to that next, you know, um, stage of softball. And then all of a sudden it, it also helped that I was having a good senior year. Totally. Cause obviously you have to go out and you have to do the thing. Of yeah. You playing. have to play. You have to play well. Hits. Yeah. And then the email came and I was like, okay, this, the universe was just throwing me a little curveball, And then it threw me a nice little nice little fastball down the middle that's right yes so um I love I think that's so that's such a cool way that you've approached honestly everything it's 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 really this has been really a really nice and inspiring conversation I don't know about you I mean I'm over here listening and getting all inspired because you're inspired (laughs) but um, it feels good it feels good hey and you know what before um Athletes Unlimited started we did with the PEC we did some mock drafts yep um I got you in one of my drafts and every time I didn't get you, I was like, dang it. She was my, she was <laughs> wanted to pick. She was my pick. Yeah. I was like, listen, you guys, I don't want you to look at my notes, but you took my pick. So I just want to let you know I'm pissed. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that, I did a mock draft before our league started and that is hard. It's to so hard. do the draft. Like I wasn't even under any time constraints or anything, but yeah. just the draft in general, like not that I'm not, not that I'm happy I wasn't a captain, but the stress, the added stress on oh my freaking season. Right. Picking the team and then having to make changes in the game. And oh my maybe, gosh, that, it, was, it was quite the experience overall, but True. maybe, ne- maybe next year I'll be a captain. We'll see. And then you have to come up with a cool team name. <laughs> oh my God. That might be more Not pressure than dra- the draft. Forget picking the team, creating the team name. I mean, Ooh, that's. There were some good ones this year for sure, though. Truly, truly. I hope it catches on to the other sports. I hope it does too. The other day, like a lot cool. of people loved the home run celebrations, like oh how God. that developed, and yes. a it lot was- of people love that. It was fun. It kind of made the game, uh, like seem like we were kids again, which is great, and which is how you should always play the game. But totally. it added that um, the fun and creativity and 
felt like you were a kid again. So that was cool. And Absolutely. I hope it still catches on. Absolutely. And it, 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 it made it to where you feel like you've been on this team for a while, not just totally. where you're like, we have our celebration, we have our team name, we have, you know, everything, everybody's so invested. And even though it was like, you guys were together for a week, barely. Yeah. You know? Well, and all of those things were almost more important than the practicing that you did as a team, because that was what created the team, like cohesion and the, yeah. the gelling of the team was the creative stuff. Like we all knew how to play softball and that wasn't yeah. changing. It was the, okay, how do I get to know you better? How do I get to play with you better? Yeah. Um, and it was all of that stuff. So kind of cool. What a blessing. And you know what? We got to play together a little bit, which was exciting for, totally. exciting for me because I'm sick of playing against you. I'll be totally honest. <laughs> like, you guys get out of here. Just put her on base. I don't care. But then she's going to steal. So somebody cover, you know, <laughs> <laughs> somebody cover, somebody do that. You got it. That's cool. You can take it. <laughs> But dude, Flip, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing, number one, your wisdom, but number two, just everything that you, you know, have gone through. And, and I honestly, God, I feel like we could go on for another hour and a half because I, totally just, can. I could talk to you all day, but um, this has been so great. Is there uh, this, you know, what's so funny is I've been asked these questions and sometimes I don't like being asked this question, but I'm going to ask you this question is like, is there anything else that you'd like to add? <laughs> oh man. Anything else that I'd like to add? Um, one, everybody keep listening to Sam's podcast because they're <laughs> great. And I think it really does give you an inside look to what I'm like, what um, Victoria Hayward's like, and just gives us a look into the personalities that are in this game. And I think the personalities in this game is why it is also so great and why the Athletes Unlimited experience was so fun. So yeah. Um, Sam, I love what you're doing. And I think it's really cool that you're giving the inside look to all of our fans and all of the people in our sport and maybe outside of our sport. Um, So I'm grateful for it and happy for it. And um, I can't wait to see who you interview next. Oh, Flip. Well, on that note, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Flip, you've been a pleasure, and um, I hope everybody has enjoyed learning as much as I have on this episode. But, you know, thank you again, Flip. And I know I said that three times, but you've made me, like, a little, you know, nervous. Very grateful. Compliments. And um, so until next time, the Unknown Pro. See you guys. (laughs) 